When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. In this episode, it's an Apple TV Plus exclusive talk about things Diablo show. If you don't have an Apple TV subscription, I'm sorry in advance. This is Apathetic Enthusiasm. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Hey, hey, everybody! Welcome. Uh, I am Brandon. That that uh, fine person was Travis. Hello. Uh, he is the one who practices his intro timing. I don't to- write it. I don't practice it. Half the time, I don't even think while I'm doing it. Perfectly matches with the timing of the music. I had to manually fade out because I was like, "Oh, he's talking too long. It's just gonna cut. It's just gonna stop all of a sudden, and then he's just gonna keep talking." that's good it's good it's good it's if only if only there was a way to edit these podcasts to to clean that up in some way shape or form not not how we do things around here at apathetic enthusiasm that's not that's not entirely true i've been editing lately uh mostly because (laughs) because your microphone has been broke broken yeah it keeps keeps jacking up so well it sounds okay here right it's it's after the fact it's like Oh, it got all it got all staticky all of a sudden. Yeah. So it's very frustrating. So uh thanks for bearing with us. You might not have even noticed if you listened to our last episode. About three quarters of the way through, around the 38-minute mark, is when I swapped over to the <laughs> the YouTube version of the audio. Uh there's slight difference there. Levels as well are are, are different between you and I. Yeah. No, I'm sure. But um, but yeah, it's 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 fine. It's fine. Thanks for listening. Actually, anyway. let's let's talk about our levels for a second. You talk, okay? You talk, and then I talk. Yeah, my, our levels are different. You talk, yeah. No, they're you always... talk and I talk. It's we talk to life. When I dip, you dip. We dip. <clears throat> All right, you you tell us if those levels are better in the Twitch chat. That's right, we're streaming live right now over at twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm. You can also check out the video version that Brandon mentioned earlier at youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. Thanks to everybody that likes, subscribes, does all the things, the comments. We love the comments on the YouTubes. Uh, if you want to follow us around the web, you can find us still on Twitter for a limited time only. Uh, mm. At Apathusiast, I am at Juggalmino. He is at Barnyard Cruise. Mm. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show. Send mm. us an email, apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, at apathetic underscore enthusiasm. And our website, apatheticenthusiasm.com. Get all the things over there. Finally, big thank you to the patrons over at patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. If you're not watching Twitch, and you want bonus content, you want to see all the post shows, you mm. want to see Brandon making sweet, sweet musical videos, uh, and anything else his creative mind decides to post on a given <laughs> week. If you're not over on Patreon, you're missing out, so go check it out. Patreon.com slash Apathetic Enthusiasm. Those are the plugs seamlessly woven into the general conversation of the show. What now a wicked web we weave. They, <laughs> what, what housekeeping podcasting duties we do to deceive. Um, yeah, okay. Well, there, there we go. Yeah, Apathic yeah. enthusiasm opening. That was, that was fun. Travis, how, how are you doing? What have you been up to? I haven't talked to you in a oh, week. Oh, you know, I'm good. I pulled my groin. Oh, no. Where'd you pull it to? <laughs> <laughs> that, that joke that doesn't make sense. Um, no, I was playing sports. Were um, you supposed to push your groin? I was, <laughs> Is it I was like playing a- recreational <laughs> sports with my coworkers. Oh, man. Uh, and I have a tendency to run, run a lot, but I tend to run in one direction at a very <laughs> steady pace, not 
cut quickly around a defender and attempt uh, to dart towards an end zone. Mm. Uh, and so in doing so, um, I did slightly injure myself. Uh, it's funny how much uh, a groin injury is just straight up comedy when you have teens and preteens around the house. Because anytime you say groin, they're like, oh, did you hurt your balls? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, nope, it's a different part of the anatomy completely. Um, but it's feeling better now, and I'll probably go running tomorrow. Okay. All right. Yeah, good, 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 good. Uh, speaking of speaking of running, um, my uh, my coworker, Mike, shout out to coworker, Mike. What up, Mike? Uh, uh, I was talking to him. Well, I talk. I talk to him every day because he's my coworker. But he, he, the other day, he was saying that he listened to a, an episode or two of, of the show, um, and we talked a lot about we talked a lot about running. And I said, "Well, good news. We haven't talked about running in a little bit because we knew that we talked about running a lot." Yeah, uh, yeah, we did. So, yeah. so shout out to Mike because I ran twelve and a half miles. The <laughs> is that a is that a PR? Like, is that your your biggest distance to date have you ever run further than 12 and a half miles no that's 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 the longest i basically almost did a half i know you sent me that screenshot over the weekend and i was like hot dang look at this guy yeah it's just uh, reaching new heights new 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 heights indeed it was it was on my plan to to, to run that and so like I was I was prepping for it all week. I was like, okay, here's a, here's here's the day. It's like six miles to my parents, and then six miles back. I'm gonna, that's what I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run there. I'm gonna run back. Uh, there's there's lots of hills and stuff like that. Uh, and I I took a I, I bought a one of those running runner belts, and I I got a little bottle of water to put in there, and I, I grabbed like a, a protein bar. I put that pr little protein bar in there, uh, and I buy. I got to my parents' house. And I drank the water, ate some of that protein bar, and ate some of it. I didn't do the whole the whole thing. Just just a little bit. Just a just a parents. nibble. Just just enough calories to keep it going. That's right. That's right. And I was like, you know, hopefully this will this will kick in by the the, the end of the run, right? Uh, and I got to like mile nine and three quarters, and I like, whoa. <laughs> And, and I, I couldn't, like, I couldn't run long distance anymore. Like <laughs> I could like run maybe like a half a mile at a time, if that. And okay. I had, I had to stop. Cause I was like, I kind of don't have any energy. <laughs> I don't, I don't it. Um, but I, but I did, I did make it to the, 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 uh, the 12.43 or whatever it was. Well, the good news is you only have to go like another half a mile and change. And you'll have your half marathon done. I know, so. I know. What well, in 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 my in my mind, I was like, well, I I that's the furthest I've ever run, and I hadn't I didn't really train the way I was I should be training for sure. for this because I'm only running twice a twice a week, right? So yeah. it's you know it it it's putting me at risk for for injury anyway. But uh, I'm like, well, if I got that far and I. I ran a little bit here and there towards the end, even with the walking, it's still pushing myself toward, towards that final. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's really fun. great. And I'm still hoping to run a half with you the day of your half in spirit. Cause in I'm going to be somewhere else in the eating world. <laughs> I, I'll, in I, I, maybe I'll eat pizza that day actually, but I will get up in the morning and go run a half marathon that day in, in solidarity. Um, and because okay. I'm trying to look for excuses to keep my distance up with, with my <laughs> running. Um, but that's really cool. I'm glad you're, and you're cool. not feeling hurt as of now, right? You're, you're still. No, still no, I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good now. Tell you what, my knees, I tell you, please. It's like, <laughs> like walking like Forrest Gump. <laughs> at the very beginning, <laughs> he's got braces ow. on his legs. You, like even even well icing the hell out of him. Like no, I, these these tendons are not happy with me. Mm. Um, but uh, but it'll be, it'll be it'll be fine. Uh, and then I can I'll never run again. So, anyways, Good. moving Perfect. on. Love it. That's it for run talk. 
Uh, there was some other part of the conversation that I really wanted to bring up to you, and I've forgotten it. Oh, no. I know. It's the other thing that uh, the big news that happened this weekend in our in our personal lives and in no way for everyone else in the world. Um, I booked tickets. I booked oh. the ticks. The ticks. Uh, so barring any unforeseen circumstances that may uh end this trip completely bill bar bill bar i don't know maybe <laughs> he'll be there picketing uh the writer strike um but yeah comic-con uh travel has been coordinated for me. I mean, you're just going to drive, right? Because you're in the same state and everything's like pretty close. It's like, what, five, 10 minutes away? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, But yeah, so if you are listening to this and you plan to be at San Diego Comic-Con or generally in the San Diego area for Comic-Con, keep an eye out for us. We'll be the guys walking around trying to look like we know what we're doing with these press passes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh yeah, it, it'll it, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, we're it's gonna be good times. We'll see what's good going times on. had by all. Going to see what's up with the WGA and the SAG. And although the the uh, Directors Guild they they agreed upon a deal, the members still have to vote yes on it. Yeah. And and there's a lot of uh, directors on on Twitter that are like, no, vote no on this. Because one of them I, I read earlier, this is kind of a, a, an aside that we're going down, but I read earlier that one of the things that they didn't even bother with was asking for streaming services to provide the statistics and the metrics behind, you know, who's watching, how often they're watching, right? Because the whole ways of lives are dependent on residuals. Yeah. And if, you know, like Chelsea gets like 28 cents anytime her episode of angry beavers goes goes on right like just cashing in them checks just cat just just raking it raking in the dough tell you what they play this a few more times we can get a pack of gum <laughs> um but also like on there like the episode that she's she's in like if people buy that to watch it on like amazon or whatever she gets yeah. part of the residuals as well well if if they're just streaming on Nickelodeon.com, how do how do they know yeah. how much money to, to give? So WGA, SAG, uh, and the DGA, like that's something that they need to fight for now while they still have uh, bargaining power. Yeah, what? yeah. You're you're closer to it than I am. I'm just out here in the the breezy plains fighting <laughs> tornadoes. Uh, you know, you know and, and excessive out there, out there, pollen. Out there, you have strike breakers. They're like, oh, got a, got ourselves a labor union trying to strike. Let's go, let's go break them up. That's what happens out there in, in Oklahoma. This, this is this is not far from the truth, as they're actively <laughs> producing films out here right now. Um, they're not writing them apparently, but they're producing <laughs> them. Um, any any move like is it? Talk about the Directors Guild. Any movement with the Writers Guild, or is this still sort of, uh, no, nope. you know, nope. a still, 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 still a toss up. Still, no, no, no movement. Uh, SAG has till the thirtieth uh, to, like, they already have the strike authorization, but they still have the till the thirtieth of June to come up with a deal. So, okay. um, um, WGA hasn't hasn't moved at all. At, th- at this point in time, like it has to be a has to be a concerted effort. Uh, yeah, by those major yeah uh, uh, unions. So I support all the creative folks out there. I got to be honest, I'm not feeling the hit so much in my normal viewing the way I did in the early aughts. Writer strike, and I wonder if that just says something to the way we consumed content, the way we watch television and how different it is now almost 20 years later because so much so much is streaming, so much is already produced and you know being trickled out on streaming platforms that it's just yeah, it's really different. I don't know. I wonder if that's why it's taking so long for them to come up with uh, you know. Yeah. 
potentially they they've got a lot of shows there are a lot of shows that are in production that are already uh ready to to release i know like on netflix they always have like they release shows from other countries that came out in like 2021 (laughs) right so there's there's always there's always something there but i i feel like maybe bit of revisionist history and maybe we didn't know everything that was really going on back then um that maybe we thought we were affected way more than we actually were affected yeah maybe we're just hyper focused on lost and because (laughs) that one show was affected we were like the world is ending tv will never be the same TV will never be the same, especially if you go to Apple TV. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We talk about we talk about Lost. We talk about Lost a, a whole hell of a lot. And um, not that I want to compare this show to, to Lost, but maybe like the initial episode felt very kind of like, ooh, mystery. Ooh, what's going on? Ooh, there's like... And of course, little... that show is Ted Lasso. Ted? Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> Just Ted Lasso in like the Lost... Uh... Uh, font. <laughs> just comes forward. Yeah, <laughs> that song is. Um, but oh yeah, so so this so the show is called Silo. It is on Apple TV. This is what we want to talk about first. Yeah. Uh, um, it is an American using Wikipedia. It is an American sci science fiction dystopian television series created by Graham Yost and based on the Wool series of and saw Silo series of novels by author Hugh Howey. It stars Rebecca Fer- Rebecca Ferguson, who is also an executive producer. Um, it's it, it premiered in May. Okay, there we go. There you That's go. Your Wikipedia minute. Why why do we write it when Wikipedia has already crowdsourced it? Welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm, the show where we read the internet to you. <laughs> Premise in a dystopian <laughs> future where a community exists. Okay, um, yeah. So this this show, I had heard some good things about it, uh, and. You know, Ted Lasso is is it's coming it's coming to its conclusion, winding down, and which we'll we'll talk about in a little bit. But I kept seeing I was kept seeing it on Apple TV. I'm like, okay, uh, I've heard it's good. Let's go ahead and check it out and um, watch the watch the first episode, and I liked it. And I, I felt it felt very um, Fallout ish, and it had it had enough mystery to it. I'm like, okay, all right. Uh, maybe maybe she will maybe should check it out. And then I rec I mentioned it to you. Um, and then here we are on Apathetic Enthusiasm, episode two nineteen. And that is that is our review. No, uh, <laughs> you did you you we we talk a lot, uh, message each other throughout the week. And you're like, hey, I'm checking out the show Silo. Just check it out. We could talk about it on the show. And I'm like, yeah, check it out. I I put on the first episode. Do not consult my significant other at all. She's just sitting there next to me. Turn it on. I'm like, hey, I'm going to check out this show. If you want to watch it with me, it's fine. She's like kind of half watching it first. Halfway through, she's locked in. By the end of the episode, she's like, how many of these are there? And how fast can we watch? <laughs> uh, and by the next day, we had fully caught up. We'd binge watched like five episodes. Uh, because the show is still being released, it is not the the entire season is not out and available uh, mm-hmm. as of, as of this recording. Um, you know, I, th- just, I think there's maybe one or two episodes left. I feel like there, yeah, there's got to. Well, okay, so it says there's according to Wikipedia, uh, there's says there's seven episodes, but is that total or is that just that, it's been released oh no there, there's there's 10 episodes total yes uh they just released the se- seventh episode there's three left yeah there, there you go. go thanks wikipedia <laughs> the podcast where we read the internet to you here it is um but yeah no i, I agree with you completely uh v- very strong fallout vibes be, i mean in in a way where like what happens before most fallout games right and uh uh, but the same kind of like weird dystopian future um and yeah it just very quickly it seemed really interesting and there was enough mystery and hooks in there about the lore of this society that that for me is what was really interesting and and grabbed my attention after the first episode yeah, yeah. What, what, what? 
we say fallout and and talking about like before you play any fallout game like in in every fallout game you're like you're wandering the, the countryside whatever and you're fighting mutants and whatever but all those games always start where you're in a in one of the silos uh one of the fallout shelters and then yeah. you come out from the ground but then like you explore other fallout shelters throughout these games and then there's stories about like why those shelters <laughs> the collapsed or or uh humanity is dead in each one of them or or maybe they got released and they 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 moved out um this feels like a show that is like here is a here is one of those fallout shelters here's a here's their story <laughs> yeah yeah, um, yeah yeah if if this had been branded as like a fallout show it it would have probably fit in perfectly with the lore i i i could see very minor tweaks being done to make this align almost perfectly with with fallout lore in general yeah. um and one of the cool things about fallout is that every one of the vaults as they're called in, in the game Thank is you. you has its own sort of purpose or um societal differences at times some some of the vaults were used for certain types of testing some of the vaults had differences in the way that their society worked inside versus others and that's the thing that i really like about silo is it really explores what life would be like if for what a century how how or more um a a, gr a group of people have been living in this very large uh, fallout shelter in the ground, and they they take it a step further by introducing you in the first episode to the history of some sort of rebellion that, according to their history, destroyed all evidence and historical information about anything that happened prior to this rebellion. And so realistically, you have a society in a very constrained environment who believes it is deadly to leave that environment. And they know nothing about their past further back than like a hundred years. Yeah. 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 And, silo. And, <laughs> silo. Now, so there's, there's part of this, there's parts of the show um that the, you know it's a, it's a big it's a big mystery to find out like what is actually going on in the, in the silo and and we we keep saying fallout shelter but we don't actually know the nature of the silo like why sure. why they're in the silo initially but what we do know is there's there's a big screen there's a big screen that is tied to like a, a video camera uh to that shows the outside how how desolate the outside world is right. um and uh so we part of part of being in the silo is you don't ever say you want to go out because if you say you want to go out you got to go out um periodically the lens on the camera gets dirty and uh so the the big screen that these all these people watch it starts to get dirty so the people who go out they're they're tasked with cleaning the lens uh which is probably where the store where the title wool came in for the short story but anyway, interesting. Yeah. Uh, some people go out. Sometimes they they're forced out. Some sometimes they go out on their own free will, and they're not always expect. They no one actually expects them to clean all the time, but they always do clean the lens. Even if they don't want to go out there, and they say, "I'm never going to clean the lens," they go out there and they clean the lens. Why do they? Part of the mystery of the, Part of the, the mystery. Show. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. This is it's it's all tied around uh, the mystery of like what is going on, what what insidiousness is going on in in the silo. It's got Common in there. It's got Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, it's got David Oyelowo, Tim Robinson, Tim, oh, yeah, Tim, Tim Robbins. Robbins. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anytime you can get Shawshank alum in in something, sign me up. <laughs> uh, so so Travis, tell me. What what what's your favorite kind of pieces to the show? Like what sticks out to you? Like is it is it is it the mystery? Uh, is it the acting? What is what is it about this that 
obviously the the mysteries are what interest me the the mystery that's introduced in the the pilot episode still is sort of the overarching mystery of the show but i feel like they introduced this idea that maybe the world isn't what it seems maybe something nefarious is going on and they need to find answers as to why or what the truth is about what's outside the silo. And then within like three episodes, dramatic shift away from, from that idea for a period of time. Um, the characters that are introduced in the pilot um, do not end up being the main characters of the show which yeah. is fine. I'm I'm fine with that and I'm fine with a misdirection. Um I also think that the actual uh main character of the show uh Juliet uh is who's played by Rebecca Ferguson. Um I think she's great. I think she she does a good job. Um I ha I have a hard time getting through an episode without singing uh songs from the greatest showman. Uh, cause she's in that movie as well. And, uh, I don't know. I'm just, my, my brain is wired I, weird. I, I, I keep, I keep thinking of Rose the hat from uh, Dr. Sleep because that's what she's, she's okay. in that. Well. See, and, and now welcome to the dichotomy of athletic <laughs> enthusiasm. Um, uh, but yeah, she, I, I her, think her, her, her character uh, her character is a mecha- is a mechanic uh, drawn up from the core of of the silo, and from down and, deep, and she's she's brought into the she's brought into this mystery to us, uh, and she ends top. up being kind of the main the main character for the most part. Yeah, uh, she's kind of an asshole. <laughs> sure, there's, there's there's part of like she's gonna she's gonna get killed like immediately because she's just like hating on everybody and everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think the show is really interesting. Um, three episodes left. I'm hopeful for some really big payoffs in those three episodes. This is, this is definitely the type of show that I think it would suffer from too long of a run. mm -hmm. Right. Um, it's, we talked about lost earlier, but some criticism of lost is it, it sagged in the middle because they were trying to stretch things out too far. If this show intends to go beyond one season, I I think it may be too far. Um there there's a there's a richness to the environment that you could do a lot of things with that environment, but because this show is introduced on this premise of some mystery of what's out there or what's really going on, the longer you delay that payoff, uh, the more compelling your characters and the interactions and the environment have to be to keep us from just being like, okay, but who built the silo and why is it out there? And why are people dying? Where did the steel come from? (laughs) (laughs) Who, where, what steel mill? Did it come from Pittsburgh? Somebody needs to explain it. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I agree with that. The thing I think the thing about mysteries, uh, you know, you you can have you can have a, a series that has mysteries in it, but it has to be like different environment. So if they had like maybe a different silo somewhere else, and then there's a different mystery, or then it becomes then it becomes Fallout, right? It actually becomes yeah, Fallout. It actually does. Um, yeah. Like uh, you don't have Murder on the Orient Express and be like, I want a sequel, direct sequel to that where they're on another they're on that same train and another murder happens <laughs> right yeah same and, sector and, same characters and, and pearl is like come on man kind of like, this with this with this mustache like ah. yeah um so yeah i'm i'm optimistic for the finale uh the final three episodes and yeah i hope they tie some of these loose ends together um but yeah it's really interesting if you've been watching the silo uh check it out 
uh, make let us let us know what you think about about it, um, and then we can maybe maybe revisit it uh, after the show is done, or we'll talk about it in like a post show somewhere when it's on the actual podcast. Uh, final thoughts on Silo, Brandon, before we move on. Yeah, yeah. All my all, all my all my Bluetooth technology all of a sudden is like I don't want to work with your computer anymore. That's what really is- bizarre. How bizarre. Yeah, it's very strange. How bizarre. Strange, strange, strange. Well, anyway, uh, no, no, it's a a good show. I I, I like it. It, it Sometimes it drags a little bit uh, with a a dialogue. Um, Sometimes, like, the shots are a little too long, maybe. But I think for the most part, I I, I enjoy it, and I want to see what happens. So much so that I, because I know it's based on a book uh, series, that I'm like, "Eh, maybe I'll just... Maybe I'll just read about what's going to happen next. <laughs> I have some ideas, and we can talk about that you and I later. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Really, po- that's that's post show material. Post show material. Um, as as we stay in our uh, single streaming app before moving out to other platforms, uh, one other show, dare I say, a flagship show for Apple TV Plus. Uh, Ted Lasso had its season three finale mm-hmm. uh, very recently, just in the last couple weeks. And uh, we both watched it. We both watched the third season. And I think we're far enough away from the finale where we can we can talk about it as a whole. So fair warning, if you are saving up Ted Lasso, you want to binge the whole thing or you haven't watched the finale, uh, we're going to be discussing that right now. So, spoiler warnings, go watch the show and then come back. Um, I I realized as I was working on some of the graphics. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. For, for this episode that we just talked about Ted Lasso like a few weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. When we talked about Mandalorian, uh, we talked about Ted Lasso coming back for its final season. Yeah, quote unquote final season question marks. Um, but yeah, now the season is done and and we've seen all the episodes. What what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on how Ted Lasso concluded? And uh, is there anything you liked or didn't like particularly? I think that Ted Lasso ended nicely. It did. Uh, it, uh, it 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 ended like it. And set out to be, which was a a show about coming together, about 
about uh, people growing and figuring out what affects them and, and finding ways to grow. I think, you know, just as uh, going into that spoiler territory, the the it's summed up in Roy's uh, final, his jump into the Diamond Dogs uh, with, with him saying, like, I'm a piece of shit, I'll never be better. And uh, them having the conversation around the table being like, well, people... People can change. People can change for the worse. People can change for the better. Um, but e like small steps that you take are still steps in in a, yeah. in a direction. And uh, you know, you 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 see throughout the series people trying to better themselves and and working through the issues and coming together, um, and and making each other better. And I think, you know, Nate was the one who was was talking about you know, you could change for the worse or you could change for the better. Um, him coming back to the the club after, yeah. after his, his heel turn in, in season two. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think his uh, redemption or their forgiveness of him is kind of indicative of, of that, that positivity of the show. Yeah. Um, which is, is that something that you, foresaw happening um do you feel like that happened in a were, were you satisfied with the way that 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 redemption arc happened or did it feel almost a little rushed or um quick for you i don't know did, did i did i did i send you the uh the article the interview with him you did uh but you sent it to me on a day when i was working and i did not have uh. time to read it Okay. All right. All right. There, 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 there's an article with the actor who plays Nate and uh, he's, he's talking about uh, kind of fan stuff where they're like, you know, it was rushed and we didn't see what happened with him and uh, the, the head of the other club. Uh, like how did he get yeah, Rupert? Like how he quit. We didn't see his, like his, his wallowing enough. We didn't see like how he, like stepping back into the the locker room for the first time, how everybody interacted with them. We didn't see a lot of that stuff. And uh, he was like, I, I, I think that's not the, the point. The point is like, you could have focused on those things. Yeah. But if you focus on those things, you give them more power and then you, then like, that's what those end, things end up being about. So instead you, him coming in and then like, they're, they're welcoming him in and like, you can see that he is welcomed again. Uh, yeah. Then, then you can, then you can focus on other things. And, and I think that's something that this show could have very easily dealt with is like a lingering animosity or betrayal, right? Where, Oh, Nate left us. He, he abandoned us. He was chasing money and power and fame over at West Ham. And, he's he's dead to us or he you know but that has always been something that especially with the ted lasso character has never been the case he yeah he he's been hurt he's been hurt by a lot of people but he is forgiving and he's loving and he cares about people even when they do wrong by him and so in those situations, the first time they play West Ham, he's still kind to Nate. He's still, you know, friendly with him. Uh, he's he's available. He's available until he's not, and Nate misses some opportunities there. But full circle, yeah, you could do a whole episode of how Nate comes back to Richmond and how, you know, oh, some people are slow to accept him or things like that. But I think it does sort of solidify the the lasso effect on the locker room on the entire club that Nate could do all those things and then once he decides oh that's not what's important to me and and being the wonder kid at West Ham is is not what it's all cracked up to be immediately there's this shift yeah no you're back with us you're back in your role and 
yeah, you're not like a coach. <laughs> like you're you're still a, a kit man, but but you're back and you're and and they're not, you know, beating up on him like they were in season one anyway. It it go it go it goes back to like the one holdout that of of the whole thing was Coach Beard, and that interaction where where he goes to Nate's house and and you know forgives him. Yeah, that that is all we need to know about the rest of the team too, right? Which yeah. is like they've all done bad stuff. They've all done things that they are ashamed about. Uh, who the the two people that that went to the restaurant to ask him back. Uh, I, I, I don't, I didn't three of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't remember this, but you know, like, oh yeah. Nate got bullied in the, in the first season. A right? lot. Like that was a like lot. a plot line for the first season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, was, he was getting, he's getting picked on so much in the first season. And I think like those, the people who went to the restaurant were the ones that welcomed him back. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, so that the actor also points that out too, is like, yeah, we could spell out a lot of these things, but we also I, we also think that our our viewers are smart and they can pick up on 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 those yeah. as well. Like we just don't have to spoon feed for you to know that people are forgiven and people can change. So. Yeah, it the finale for me feels very much like uh, it's like a fairy tale story that doesn't necessarily have to have a fairy tale ending for everyone. Um, because even though everybody seems to be content or happy by the end of minus maybe Rupert, uh, content or happy with how things are going by the end of this show, it's not because everything went perfectly. They, they don't end up winning the championship, right? They come in second because, you know, main city is able to win. None of that happens on screen. Right. We, we, that's all told to us. Lasso leaves. He doesn't decide despite numerous opportunities and requests to stay. He doesn't stay with the team. He makes the decision to go back home to be with his family. Uh, Jamie and Roy, who's going to get the girl? Who's going to end up with Keely? Neither of them. But then at the same time, both of them kind of right because they're able to maintain some friendships and things like that they are able to maintain that friendship with each other which i think is great uh but it, in all of these instances where so many other shows or movies where the plot line really rides on who's getting the girl will the team win the championship will the main character have personal fame and success None of those things really seem to be the basis of success or positivity in this show because those things don't all happen, but in the end, they're all okay with it and they all grow as people. And I think that's an interesting way to write the show and to present it to kind of tell the audience like, yeah, not everything always ends up this perfect way, but life goes on and life can be beautiful despite those other things that may not have, you know, fallen your way. There there's 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 fulfillment for all of all of the yeah. characters. Whether it whether it's a, a perfect ending or not. Uh Ted being with his with his family, uh uh one dude being on uh the uh the national team. Yeah. Uh um uh the guy being able to kiss his boyfriend on on the on the field at at yeah. the end of it, right? Like a lot of those, a lot of those different things. <laughs> Coach Beard marrying is is crazy. Uh, <laughs> um, that was that was a critique I made. I was like, Ted, I know would be here. would be there. Ted Ted would be there. He would like, be there. He would have to be there. Cannot. Yeah, yeah. That was that was basically my my one critique. Critique. Too. Like, what? <laughs> no. What? No. He would, he would totally be, he would totally be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, so there, there there there's a bunch there's a bunch of those things, and and so I think that's and then uh uh. The manager, she ends up with the guy she met in uh, Sweden or whatever. Kind of, oh, it's a kind of critique on that. I, I, <laughs> I had a feeling they'd end up together. I didn't know he was going to be a pilot. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I think I told Sheena, I was like, yeah, she's going to go on a trip or something, and then she's going to 
find him or something. And, but anyway, I thought I thought that was all right too. A little, a little serendipitous, but I, I think I would have been fine with her not having seen that guy again. Um, because I, I like her turn where she's like, she wasn't, she decided not to sell the thing because her, one of her big things was to become a mother. And I think like when she was in the bar with her mom and the, 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 the three guys at the, at the pub went up to her and they're basically like, you're like our mother. And, right. Like yeah. that was, that was the the turning point for like, sure. Oh, I've always wanted to be a mother in in, in a way like I'm a, a mother for all these, these fans. Right. I, I do like I do like that she didn't sell the club. I, I I like that she kept it and that they're expanding it, right? They're they're building in a women's team. But it it really shows that arc for her as well of doing all this originally, hiring this unknowing football coach from America to ruin her ex-husband's team and coming full circle to really loving and appreciating, appreciating. So, <laughs> so we podcast, by the way, um, appreciating the team and all of the people and holding on to it because of the value that it has to her instead of just as a way to get back at somebody else. So I don't, it's so well done. The show's just so good. They did such a good job. I want to ask you about, yeah these rumors, this speculation floating around the internet that season three is not the end, but that the show could somehow continue without the titular character, Ted Lasso and Jason Sudeikis uh, playing in that role. Would you still be interested in the show? I mean, we, there's such an attachment. We've talked about so many of these characters would you be interested in watching a fourth season that didn't include Ted or do you feel like that's just an attempt to continue with something that should probably be left alone where it is? Um, hmm. I think that, uh, I, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess, I guess I'd have to depend on the trailers. Uh, <laughs> It have to be like which direction that they go with it. Yeah. Uh, again, the actor who plays Nate in in his interview. I really got to get that link for it because it, it, it it's good. I really like what he had to say. Uh, the the point the point is, and you kind of mentioned it. Like it's not a, it's not a fairy tale because it's not everything is perfect. It doesn't it's not a nice neat perfect bow on everything. These people still have lives and they still have growing to do. And like Nate may not stick with his girlfriend forever right like yeah. there's 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 relationships there that to to explore and um you know he's still he's not fixed you know he still he still has dad issues he still has esteem yeah. issues um and uh so i think there's there's ways to continue the story but if ted's not there then it's it's more focused than on like how do these people maintain that that vision that the, the lasso way, in, 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 in that absence, uh, that vacuum, how do these, how do these folks maintain that? Right. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel like a huge part of the show is how Ted Lasso was able to kind of infuse his, positivity and and spirit into a lot of those other situations and his presence the effect it had on on a multitude of things yeah you take ted lasso away all of those people and those characters who arguably could carry episodes if not seasons of the show by themselves right and and i i think it is important to to realize that there were episodes of the show that didn't heavily feature Ted Lasso. He was, yeah. I mean, always there. He was part of the show, but by this third season, there were so many storylines that really dealt with those other characters and then would come back to what was going on with Ted. I, 
I think I think that's just a, one step further to remove him from that and and allow the show to carry on. But and, it's and not I, Ted Lasso anymore. It's like <laughs> Richmond Football, or it's you know, it's like it's a spinoff series, or it's you know, and I, something I think, like that. And I, I feel like that was the the arc of the the three seasons, which is yeah. you're introduced to this guy. He he gives he he puts his influence out there. He makes changes. He changes the way we we look and feel about things. And uh, then the second season is is kind of the Empire Strikes Back of, of his, or uh, all the anxiety stuff. And then Nate's heel turn. Um, and then in the the big critique for season three is like all these other storylines are going on all the time. Uh, some of them didn't go. Some of them didn't go anywhere, like Zava and, and maybe some of Keeley's uh, <laughs> uh, sure. publicity stuff. But the point of uh, of a lot of it was, even though he's not there, we know his character is there uh, still in the practices. He's still having those conversations. He's still motivating in, in ways. But we don't need to see him all there the entire time because we know he is there in, in spirit. Now, if he's like in the U.S. and everyone is doing their own thing, then it becomes... That, again, that conversation of, well, what's that vacuum like? We know he's not there day to day. You and I don't talk day to day. Yeah. And, and you, you know, I can, I can feel it when you're not around, you know, that vacuum. No, it's, know. it's, a, I get it. So depressing. I, I, I don't, I don't improve as a person without you around or something. I don't know. We'll explore that more <laughs> in the post show. All right. Well, wrapping up with Ted Lasso, we want to play for you this very special and very exclusive trailer from, Season four. This is <laughs> Ted Lasso. This here Come, it is coming this fall to hey, streaming hey. services. Hey, I, I'm 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 in America. <laughs> Once a famed soccer coach, now has to bring his talents home. Ted Lasso, little league coach, season four. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all! You got you got you got kick got kicked the ball. You gotta believe. You gotta believe. You got, you got barbecue sauce on your jersey. <laughs> Ted Lasso, <laughs> Little League. Uh, um, yeah, coming soon uh, to theaters everywhere. Anyway, uh, that's anyway. Ted Lasso. Happy, happy about it. Uh, it's a great show. If you, if for some reason you missed it, and we just spoiled the whole thing for you, go watch it. It's great. You should, you should really check it out. Uh, both these shows, of course, are on Apple TV Plus. Not a sponsor. Uh, Apple has way too much money to throw in the our direction. Uh, we gotta wait for that that Vision Pro thing to 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 blow up in their faces. Uh, but not, but not enough. The, hopefully, not literally. But not enough money for the riders. Oh, <laughs> all right. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up uh, the what what little time we have left uh, in a video game segment. That's right. Another video game is out. Uh, this one, Brandon is playing. I am not playing. And and not because I was not interested and or excited for this game. I I do want to play Diablo 4. The problem is I'm so dang wrapped up in Tears of the Kingdom. Any <laughs> video game time I'm playing, I'm st I'm still playing Tears of the Kingdom. I feel like I've barely scratched the surface still. I haven't. I haven't even like I just gave up on the main quest line for a while because I just I love it so much. But is this about you or is this about me? You know, we want to talk. I'm going to give you the rest of the time. I was taking two minutes. <laughs> jerk. All right. Brand's <laughs> going to talk about the devil now. Let's go. All right. Well, the game series is called Diablo. It was released by Blizzard uh, in 2023 and uh, it came out on June 6th. It's a standard hack and slash isometric view where you go and you hack and slash monsters and demons, sometimes bats, sometimes corpses. Sometimes you fight Diablo. Sometimes you fight the other two prime evils, which is Bale or, or Mephisto. You didn't... <laughs> uh, yeah, so Diablo 4, uh, the last time we played Diablo together was, was Diablo Immortal. Immortal. Uh, uh, for the the mobile systems, That's right. um, and uh, we we played the hell out of that. We knew Diablo Four was coming, and I knew I was gonna I was gonna pick it up, and I and so I so I did. 
Uh, I didn't buy the new Star Wars because I knew this was coming out. I didn't buy the Tears of the Kingdom all either because I'm like, that that game is going to be long. I need a lot of time to invest in that. Um, and and I want to I don't want to play Diablo. So if you played any Diablo, you basically play, played Diablo four. Um, and and that that's about it. It's fun. It's fun. I'm, playing, I'm playing. I'm playing a necromancer. Uh, I, I, what a glowing review, Brandon. <laughs> if you well, played any Diablo game, you pretty much know the gist of it. Uh, odds are you've already given Blizzard your money, and <laughs> thank you for your time. But yeah, I mean, it, it isn't it's 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 like Halo. Like Halo games, you played a Halo game, you have played a Halo game, you've played them all. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's not not far from the truth it's not revolutionary (laughs) like you're like okay there's uh you there's leveling up and then there's your you get loot all the time and you're always constantly updating your loot uh uh, you know equipping the the newest and greatest uh there's uh talent trees the talent trees are, are pretty cool and like you can do a lot of different things in them you you can get a mount at like uh once you're in act four um Anyway, that, I mean that's that's new stuff. But if you love if you love any Diablo games, then I think you'll like the you'll like this game. I'm I know I'm playing the heck out of it. Uh, I started with a Necromancer. I got the Necromancer level forty. But the thing is, is like I started a character and then because I want um, like I got stuck a sunk cost fallacy in in into that Necromancer character, and so I'm like oh, I've already put so many hours into it. I gotta get this character to beat the game for me. Yeah. Uh, but I actually, one really cool thing is, is I'm playing on an Xbox uh, series X and you can play multiple people on this, on the same system. So uh, my son and I like we're, we're leveling up at the, at the same time he likes minions. So I, he started up a necromancer and I'm playing the wizard and I like the wizard way more. I'm like, man, I really want to put a lot of time in this character instead. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to get, uh, I don't want to level up too much w- without the kid. And you can also do that online. So while we're doing on the same console, on the same screen, leveling up uh, Saturday night, uh, old Unky size, we were, we were playing with him a, a little bit because, because he has the game. And uh, yeah, there's, there's so many people. So Omar in the chat in the Twitch chat talking about uh, sending him an invite I got some coworkers that that are on there. Uh, Crumpy Shitsu, who always don't uh, gives us his his sub. He's he's playing. So lucid, old Kevin is, is playing as well. Um, so it's just and then it's there's a, me, all it's alone <laughs> in the in the streets of Hyrule, turning turning diamonds into rupees. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I. <clears throat> My my video game economy mm. is limited, um, both in time and funds. <laughs> so, I I went breath or tears of the kingdom. I don't regret it. I I realize I'm going to miss peak like interest in Diablo in terms of the multiplayer aspects of this game. Diablo four. It's the new hotness. People love it. Only the Diablo diehards are going to still be playing this game six to 12 months from now when uh, when I finally get around to probably picking it up at a reduced price, uh, um, you know, from Blizzard or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. I <clears throat> I like Diablo's story single-player campaigns, I think, more than the 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 monotonous grind. And I, I know we've talked about this throughout all of the podcasts we've done. The the grind and farming aspects of games are not my favorite aspects of the games. Right. Um there is an element of that in Tears of the Kingdom, depending on the the things you're trying to do. But for the most part, it's a single player adventure that feels like it could have been an MMO if they let other people in. But it's just you exploring exploring this world. Yeah. Uh, there's there's what, aspects of that in Diablo Four, obviously. But once you play through the single player campaign, the odds of me just like running the same dungeon over and over again 
doesn't feel as likely. I liked in Diablo Immortal the um, what is it called? Where it's generated. Like the uh, you're talking about like the the different quests and the no, it's just the fact that the the dungeons themselves are like kind of randomly generated oh. and stuff like mm -hmm. that, and which I, I I'm sure has been an aspect of the game for for a while now. But I, um, I I've been I. Uh, I am I haven't beaten the the main campaign yet, uh, but I've heard that once you beat the main main campaign, a bunch of other stuff opens up. Uh, it's probably more along the lines of 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 that, right? Like the yeah. more uh, procedurally generated versus uh, standard design dungeons. Yeah. Um, what what I will say, you know, I talked about standard hack and slash. Like if you like Diablo, you you like Diablo. What I would say is that this story feels. I like this. I like the story for this one more than I liked the one in Diablo three. Uh, I think partially is I don't know if it's because I didn't pay close enough attention to the Diablo three story, but it didn't seem very memorable to me. To me, like yeah. I don't actually remember what happened. You, you go to heaven eventually, yeah, uh, and you kill a bunch of angels. You know, like what happened? I don't. I don't remember. But this, <laughs> yeah, this, but this one, what I like about it is Lilith, the daughter of hatred. She's a very she's very prominent throughout uh throughout the throughout the game. So you have a very clear sense of you need to find her. You you continuously see visions of her in in cutscenes. Um and so like you you always know that it's it's her you're chasing after. Uh some of the side quests are, are standard side quests, so like sure. they don't matter. But like the main uh main story it's like okay i know what we're trying to do i know what my goal is it's to stop lilith from from doing something and in what she does that's the mystery that is uh threading threaded throughout the game all right so i like it i like it cool. from that way well if you uh if you like playing diablo 4 keep keep doing it keep doing it barnyard cruise yeah <laughs> add brandon i won't be there um and if you have any tips on uh how i can beat some of these side quests uh hit me up i don't know i just google them it's fine I just google it's, 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 it's fine it's fine i i um, did i did get to a point where i was like i'm old enough i can just google the answers to some of these because i'm what, what am i trying to prove <laughs> what, am I, what am i trying to prove here <laughs> It's not. It's not like you're at a, like a trivia night, and, you know, and you're like cheating in that way, and you're competing against other people. No, it's just you. And you and know what? I have never used an item glitch. Not once. Will not do it. Not my thing. I would. Nope. I would. I would have done it. Early. You would have done it day one. <laughs> you would have. You'd have had all the diamonds, maxed out your armor, building astromechs or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in instantly, instantly. Well, no, not in not instantly. I, I like to play the game a little bit first, and then be like, "All right, I'm I'm trying to beat this game. I don't want to, I don't want to be in here forever." All so right, I'm gonna use a time hack and get all the turnips in my <laughs> Animal Crossing house now. I don't want to spend forever in this game, so I'm gonna spend forever figuring out how I can shorten the game. Right. Uh, like playing Grand Theft Auto Online, you. Like I, I played a lot with 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 Matt and Aaron and, and those guys. Got a lot of money. Did a lot of heists with Matt, and I was like, I don't want to. Matt's not around. I I want money. There's there has to be kind of there has to be some kind of glitches, whatever, to to get extra money. And sure enough, there's some duplic <laughs> duplication glitches where like you buy like the the cheapest car, whatever. There's dupes and. It, and like millions, millions of dollars <laughs> eventually. Cause I'm like, I'm tired of waiting for, to, to earn money. The, yeah. the grindy way. Yeah. And in, 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 in GTA online, it's very grindy. So grindy. So bump and grindy in GTA. Uh, anyway, that's, that's video game talk. That's, that's apathetic it. enthusiasm. That is our show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Um, if you are a diehard apathetic enthusiasm listener, I hate to break it to you, but you're going to miss us for a week, uh, because 
some way, somehow, next week, Brandon and I are going to find something Rick and Morty related to talk about. <laughs> That's right. A brand new episode of Interdimensional RSS is coming your way. Uh, so if you're a fan of Rick and Morty content, uh, make sure that you're subscribed in all the appropriate places. Uh, otherwise, just come right back here, uh, twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm or YouTube. Uh, we are going to go do our Twitch-only post-show. If you're a patron, you can catch it there as well. Thanks to everybody for watching, for listening. And until next time, I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.